You know, as we enter year four of this podcast, which still seems kind of strange, this feels like the one time that the transition from winter to spring has actually kind of felt like spring. It's not been like, here's winter, here's summer, like right off the bat. But hey, it's spring, so that means it's time for another rousing edition of your favorite quarterly podcast, The Seasonal Anime Checkup. This is episode number 13, I think. Hopefully that's right, or else I'm just completely wrong. Lucky number 13. I'm your host, as always, Jared. And today, we're going to take a look back at the winter slate of shows that I watched, look forward to spring, and that's pretty much going to be it in terms of this podcast. So, I guess some housekeeping notes. This this podcast is now officially housed on SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool under the podcast banner, so you can go to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com slash podcast. And that'll get you right to this very podcast. Also, we have a Twitter account now. So if you go to twitter.com slash anime checkup, that'll get you to the Twitter account Twitter account associated with the very website. So you'll be able to know when future episodes of this are up, when you know the quarter and season happen. Uh, new episodes of the Season Anime Checkup OVA go up, which is a podcast about conversations about games, manga, and anime, which is weekly, happening every Saturday. And just general thoughts and gen- thoughts as well. Uh, whatever I'm watching in terms of like anime or playing games or just whatever. And you know, other stuff that happens to go up on the website will be housed right there. And it's also a good place to get in touch with us and have some conversations about whatever, you, whatever you're feeling. I believe that's all the housekeeping I need to do. Uh, thanks to everyone who listened to the previous episode and all other episodes as well. Remember, you can find those at SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com. Let's... Uh, talk about winter season 2016 so this episode is going to be a little bit weird because i haven't necessarily had time to write out formal reviews for each show which i usually do and i've tried to keep the habit of doing it's just been a very hectic last few weeks especially just you know trying to finish up all the shows uh having midterm papers for school and everything it's just it's been very very hectic and i unfortunately i've not had the time to to write out good reviews so these are going to be a little bit more informal and probably shorter just because i'm doing these way off the cuff so if i make some mistakes sorry get get at me on twitter and hopefully i'll not make the same mistakes next time so we're gonna start off you know winter 2017 it, it was a strange slate of shows i would say some very good some very middle of the road some not so good let's be real we're going to start off with the second half of All Out Season 1, which I thought definitely improved upon the first half, and we got more drama out of this second half. But also, you know, ending the way it did, it's, it's just one of those bad things about having an anime adaptation of a manga that, you know, has gone further on down the road, where it's just like, oh, here's this cutoff point, because, you know, we're only making this many episodes, and that's kind of it. We don't know if we're going to get another season of this. I liked the way they addressed different characters in terms of having, like, specific problems that they had that weren't necessarily related to, you know, the sport of rugby they're playing. So, like, you had the one character who had to have the issue with his, his brother and him not wanting to play and him wanting to have him stay at home and everything, and they had to get that resolved especially with like how that got resolved with more of the delinquent character and you wouldn't have expected that. Then near the end of the of the season where it's like, oh, here's one of the characters who doesn't who's like who's thankful that they're they've gotten good, but 
is in his last year and is like, well, obviously I don't think we're going to make it to, you know, nationals or anything like that. So why do I need to bother? Like I need to focus on like college and everything now. And then like, there's drama about that. But of course, like it does kind of like it gets wrapped up way too easily because you know, there was only like, two episodes left when that happened. So that's like the one downside. But it was definitely improvement on the, the first half of the season. And, you know, I would be OK with them making a second season of this. I, I enjoyed my time with the season as a whole. I just don't know if that's going to happen. I don't like don't know how popular it was because, you know, in my little bubble of seeing what other people are watching like I didn't really see many people talking about it which is probably a bummer so I guess we'll just have to wait and see if there is another season of it next up let's talk about Fuka which you want to talk about some trash shoujo here you go so like I've read I write I've read and continue to read the manga of this and I mean it's not great let's be real it's kind of trash but it's just like I, I, I'm reading it for the sake of reading it because I'm already so far invested. There's a big elephant in the room in terms of this anime adaptation because it changes how the manga went and goes for its own original ending. So there's a scene, I think, um, three or four episodes before the finale where Fuka is about to get hit by a truck, but in this, she doesn't she basically gets out of the way in time or like the truck avoids her at the last minute in the manga the truck hits her and she dies and it's like very early on and sudden and abrupt and you're just like okay what why why would you do this why would you kill off like the title character this early on and also the manga has gone on for like you know 120 plus chapters since then so shrug shoulders and just the ways that like they kind of changed some aspects of the characters like having just a random romance here and there, and then like having this drama between Fuka and the rest of the band. It's. I'm not sure if this was the. I, I guess like you can't really make a good adaptation of this with just how that death is so sudden and abrupt. Like, unless like that's the very final thing you show and that's the finale. Like, I guess that would work that way. But with this, like, how are they going to make. If they ever made another season of this, how would they go about that? Because they would have to go with, like, all new material. Because, well, I mean, I guess they could tweak it here and there, but mostly it would be new material because you have this main character who is dead in the manga and it's obviously alive in the anime. So it's like, you know, how do you balance those two? It was probably just one of those things where it's like, you know, here we could do it this way and keep it, you know, strict to the manga. Or we change it for this anime and, you know, just make this anime original ending. And probably because we're only going to get 12 episodes and that's it. Shrug shoulders. I don't know. It's like, it's it's a, you're caught in a rock, between a rock and a hard place there, I guess. If you're adapting this manga for an anime. It's just, it's a strange choice. But, like, really, I don't know if they could have done anything else differently. To be honest. At least the music, the original music they made for the show is good. That's one bonus. <laughs> Up next, March comes in like a lion, the latter half of that season. You know, I thought um, I thought the latter half of the season was good. Like, the, the show is coming back for a second season. That's already been confirmed, so that's cool. It's still pretty chill. Like, there's some weird, dark undertones to it, especially, you know, the, uh, the relationship between Ray and his sister and him and the three sisters and then him and Shoji or Shogi, you know, the game, not someone named Shogi. 
and also it kind of just like took this back seat as well to the uh, like this grand finals in the tournament like with his his now mentor and this like super prodigy who you thought like the Ray and this guy would interact at some point because they kind of do or they kind of like stay next to each other at one point but like never anything happens of it so I guess maybe that'll be something in the second season so yeah like I guess like I'm glad it'll get a second season. I'll I'll definitely probably watch that. Definitely probably. That's a just real reassuring there. And like you know that that show still had like a good visual art style like, that continued on through the rest of the season that I think like mostly like other shows just didn't really have per se. Uh speaking of more trash shojo, Masamune Kun's Revenge. Oh boy. I don't think there was a single likable person on this show and it basically fell into like all of the very stereotypical tropes of shoujo manga like here's a guy who got wronged in his childhood now he's come back and he wants to get revenge against this girl by wanting to date her because that's totally what normal non-sociopathic people do and of course like it ends on a kind of cliffhanger maybe I don't know maybe they'll end up seeing this maybe I uh, probably hopefully not it's like you can tell from the first episode where this series is going to go. It's like, oh, he's going to try and win her over, and he wants to get this revenge against her by basically making her fall for him and then just dumping her entirely. But you know it's going to be like, oh, she falls for him, and he accidentally falls for her, and he has to have this internal struggle about it, and blah, 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 blah. You've seen this trope like thousands of times before. Let's be real. So that's basically what the show was, and... Coupled with the fact that nobody in the show was likable. I don't know how I stuck with it for 12 episodes. Let's, that's, yeah, that was... Uh, it was rough. At least some of these last few shows are not trash. That's the good thing. Uh, up next, we got Minami Kamakura, Kamakura High School Girls Cycling Club. Very chill anime about a cycling club from a girls' high school. Uh, it, it was just fun. It was just like, you know... It wasn't super serious or anything. It was just like, uh, let's create the cycling club because we like bikes. And that's kind of what we do. Even though, like, you know, it was 12 episodes. So, like, you thought the way the season was going, it seemed like it was going to go on into the next, into into spring. But it just kind of ends. And kind of abruptly. So, that was kind of strange. So, I don't know, like, with how the way the season ends, if it would get picked back up or anything. So that, so I don't know, but like, I, I mean, I enjoyed my time with it. I, more so than I probably expected just cause like the premise was kind of like, oh, it's just, it's like the female version of Yoamushi Pedal, which I kind of more interested in seeing that now ever after watching this, but just like in terms of, you know, sports anime, it was like, it was way more chill. There was like no like conflicts and drama and all that sort of stuff. I mean, there was kind of something like that, but it just not as aggressively apparent as, you know, with most most sports anime. The latter half of Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blood Orphans, the latter half of the second season, was strange. And boy, did this show not take any bones about literally murdering off everyone they could. So, like, oh, you want to murder, like, all of the remaining, like, top people of Tekken? They're dead. You want to murder off, like, some of their allies? They're dead. It was like, good lord, like, the body count was just staggering. Because, I mean, like, the the latter half of the first season did this in, like, a 
in a minuscule way where it's like, oh, we're going to kill off a couple of the side characters and some other minor characters, but no one real major, honestly. And so I was kind of expecting that to happen in this latter half of the second season, but then it's like, it just ramped it up to 11. It was like, dead, 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 dead. And it was like, good lord. Excuse me, good lord. And I don't, I'm not sure I like how it ended, where it's like, Cudelio, like, basically took a backseat throughout the entire second season. Because, like, oh, the first season builds her up to being, like, this icon of, like, the rebel movement and of, like, Tekken and everyone else going against Galhorn. And then the second season is like, well, later, see ya. We really don't need you until, like, the last couple of episodes. And even then, it's just like, hey, do you want to make, have, like, a baby? That's literally all we're using you for, which I don't think that ever necessarily happens. But even still, it's just like, that's kind of sexist, let's be real. And you really, like, the main villain gets zero comeuppance. <laughs> like, one of the guys that kind of supported him does get assassinated by, like, some of, like, the remnants of Tekadin, which was, you know, kind of good. Like, I was like, yeah! But, like, the main bad guy who does all of these terrible things and, like, all of the, like, stuff that's, like, supposedly supposed to be illegal and everything... He gets off scot-free. He basically gets to lead a new version of Galahorn. And, like, everything's hunky-dory. And it's just, like... It's, I mean, I know every ending doesn't need to be, like, happy or at least resolved. But, like, man, that ending just kind of left sour taste in my mouth. And I was kind of bummed about that. Because I really like that show in terms of, like, just how... You know, the ways... Like, you know, the first season was, like... Here, let's pit these political ideologies against each other. And how, like, the second season was just, like... What happens when you get in way too over your head? And obviously, <laughs> I think it showed like bad things are going to happen and bad things are going to happen real quick. Uh, Piace Vole was like a very short form anime about Italian restaurant. It was okay. Honestly, I probably would have dropped it if it wasn't just because it was like four minutes an episode each week. Other than that, you know, it's all right. The second season of the show, again, Rako Rakugo Shinjo. Shinju was as good as the first season. Utterly amazing. Like, one of the best animes that's come out in years, let's be real. Like, you could easily make the argument it probably should have won our anime of the year last year over Sakamoto Desuka. I mean, that's a debatable point and subjective because Tepsin and Lists are subjective. But in terms of, like, dramas... Like, it was the best drama of last year. Obviously, off to a strong start this year. I'm not entirely convinced that there might be anything else that'll come up and, you know, take the throne from it. So, like, it's already an early contender for best anime of the year. Just like, man, some of those last few episodes were just... Just absolutely would wreck you. Just emotionally. It's like, oh, man. But it's like, oh, that show is just so good. Like obviously you need the, you need the first season to get the the emotional impacts of it because without that it's gonna be like some of the, some of the the subplots and everything are gonna be lost on you. But just if you need to watch something this from this from winter season, like obviously it's the show because it is is the best, bar none. And then finally the second third of Tiger Mask W came. I still think that show's great. Obviously, I'm probably, you know, a minority in terms of that just because, like, it's a wrestling anime, so not a lot of people may be, you know, 
up to watching that, but like it's just ridiculous. They had a match called War Game, and it was just rings stacked on top of each other, and that was real dumb, but also real great. And they had the reveal of who Tiger the Dark was at the end of the last episode, and that was real good. And it's like, man, I think if like if you like silly wrestling things or just like silly stuff in general, like this is a good show. And even just like the way they have tied it into you know actual New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, I don't know if we talked about this on the the last episode or not, but they had the match, had like a real a real live match between Tiger Mask W and Tiger the Dark at the Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan's biggest show of the year, and in, in the Tokyo Dome. Uh, the cool thing about that was like they got the voice actress for Harna to walk Tiger Mask W to the ring and do the ring announcement for him while she was cosplaying Harna, which was real good like man way to go on that one in japan and also they brought back uh tiger mask w recently and had him wrestle against kazuchika okada the iwgp heavyweight champion who is also who's also in the show not voiced by the actual person voiced by someone else but still is representing the show had a fantastic match obviously and that was a lot of fun i'm kind of sad that the this last third of the season is going to be coming up, and that's going to be pretty much it for it. But also, like, man, this is, it's been a lot of fun watching the show in more ways than I probably could have anticipated. Like, you kind of think, like, oh, wrestling anime, like, that's probably going to be real silly and dumb. But it is, but also it's way more fun than I was anticipating by far. So that's uh, that's winter season 2017. That I've watched. So let's talk about spring 2017 and get a preview of all these shows that are probably already airing. Let's be real, since this is kind of a little behind. Like I guess we could say a little bit behind. Uh, shout out to AnnieChart.net for the for the names and synopsis of all these shows we're going to talk about. And of course, like I'll probably butcher some of these titles just because I'm bad at pronunciations. Starting off with Alice to Zoruko from JC Staff. The fantasy story begins with a group of young girls who hold a power named Alice's Dreamed, which allows them to make their imaginations come true. These girls have been locked up and treated as research subjects. Sana, one of those girls, one of these girls whose specific power includes the ability ignore the ability ignore the laws of physics and physically manifest anything she can imagine, has escaped. Afterwards, she meets an old man named Zoroku, who dislikes disruptions in his everyday life. Adam the Beginning from Production IG. Adam the Beginning's story takes place in Japan after a great calamity. There were two geniuses who dreamed of the future. One was Umataro Tenma, the other was Hiroshi Ochonomuzu. The two labored day and night in robot research. Tenma to create a god, and, Och- and Ochonomuzu Och- Ochonomizu to create a friend. Thus, a robot, A106, was born from their collaborative friendship. Would A106 really become a god or a friend? The manga and anime tell a prequel story leading up to the birth of Astro Boy. Huh. Well, I wasn't expecting that little twist at the end. That's actually kind of cool. Uh, Berserk 2, second season of Berserk. That's probably going to get a lot of fanfare. Not... And I mean not in the great way, let's just say. Beyblade Burst God. There's literally nothing written about it, so it's just a Beyblade anime. Uh, Boku no Hero Academia 2, second season of My Hero Academia from Bones. Boruto, Naruto Next Generations from Studio Piero. It's the next Naruto anime, but with his son. 
pretty much all you need to know. Busto Shoujo Machiavellianism, which I don't know if Machiavellianism is a word or not, from Silverlink. The battle action story follows Fudo Nomura, who transfers to a school where girls carry weapons to rule mercilessly over the boys. Shortly after transferring, her, he becomes a target of Ren Onigawara, a member of the Five Ruling Swords that commands the school. In order to break free, he must defeat the Five Ruling Swords. Clockwork Planet from Zebek. Naoto's a high school dropout and brilliant amateur tinkerer. He lives in a world that has been so overexploited that the entire service has become one vast machine. When a box crashes into his home containing a female aut automaton, it is a harbinger of change that will rock the entire globe and give Naoto his chance to be a hero. Duel Masters 2017 In the new series story, the balance of the creature world is starting to crumble. A talking deck case named Deki comes to the human world to search for a duel master to preserve equilibrium. There he sees Joe's power to create creatures. This is a, um, hmm... A mouthful, let's just say. Dungeon ni di o motomiro no wa machi gateru daru ka gaiden sword oratoria <laughs> from JC Staff. I feel like it's just word vomited everywhere. Sword Princess Eyes Wallenstein today. Uh, today, once again, that's. I don't know if that's her name or not. Once again, the strongest female swordsman. Heads to the giant labyrinth known as the Dungeon, along with her allies, on the 50th floor, where mysteries and threats such as a decayed dragon's corpse that crumbles to ash and irregularity that creeps over closer to the party loom. Eyes calls for the wind and heads deeper into the darkness of the dungeon. Eventually, she finds herself meeting a boy for the first time. Um, are you okay? In the labyrinth city of Oreo, the contrasting stories of the boy and the girl intersect. Eromanga Sensei from A1 Pictures. The new sibling romantic comedy, well, that's already sounds like I'm out, revolves around Masamune Izumi, a light novel author in high school. Masamune's light si or little sister, not light sister, is Sagiri, a strutting girl who hasn't left her room in an entire year. She even forces her brother to make and bring her meals when she stomps the floor. Masamune wants his sister to leave her room because the two of them are each other's only family. Masamune's novel illustrator pen name, Ero Manga Sensei, draws extremely perverted drawings and is reliable. Is very reliable. Masamune had never met his illustrator and figured he was just a disgusting perverted otaku. However, the truth is revealed that his Ero Manga Sensei is his own younger sister? What? To add to the chaos that erupts between the siblings, a beautiful female best-selling shoujo manga creator becomes their rival. That just sounds all like nonsense. Frame Arms Girl from Zex. The anime story begins when Owl opens a pa package that arrives at her doorstep. In doorstep, inside the package is Gordai, a frame arms girl, a small robot capable of independent movement. Gordai is a newly developed prototype, a frame arms girl equipped with an artificial self, an advanced AI that gives her a personality. Owl is the only one that has activated her. Gordai begins to gather both battle data and emotions, starting day-to-day -day life with Owl, who knows nothing about frame arms girls. It sounds like you just took, you just ripped Igis from Persona 3 and put it into a different story. Fuku Menke Noise from Brainspace. The manga tells a romance story with the themes of music cross one-sided love. Nino, a girl who loves singing, made a childhood promise with her first crush, Momo, and song composing Yuzu to someday find her voice. The three went their separate ways, but Nino kept her promise and continued to sing. Years later, the three are now high school students, and Nino is drawn into the world of band clubs. Future Card Buddy Fight Batsu from Zebek. It's another season of Future Card Buddy Fight. 
Jin no Guardian from Emon Animation Company. Based on the Chinese webcomic, oh gosh, Yinzi Shoumurin, I'm probably just horribly butchered that. Suigen may be poor, but he is one of the best online video game players. This identity, however, is unknown to all except for Rikulei, Suigen's classmate. She delivers a mysterious mobile device to Suigen, but before being able to explain herself, Rikulei is kidnapped and Suigen unwittingly finds himself wrapped up in a series of problematic circumstances. Searching for a way to save her, he accidentally activates the device, allowing him to dive into a new virtual game world. Grand Blue Fantasy The Animation from A1 Pictures. Uh, this is a adaptation off a smartphone game, which I think also they have uh, Nobuo Uematsu from Final Fantasy fame and Lost Odyssey fame doing the soundtrack for that show, which is real strange. Hinako Note from Passionoe. Hanako is poor as is speaking and lives in a rural part of Japan. She wants to improve her speech to be able to talk to people freely, so in high school she transfers schools to Tokyo and plans to join a theater club. When she arrives, it turns out her boarding house is a second-hand bookstore and a girl who eats books... What? Sorry, what? Who eats books lives there. Guys don't eat books. That's a bad idea. ID Zero from Zanzigin. Eye machines are the general term for robots that operate in extreme environments. While Alliance Academy students Maya Mikri is in the middle of operating an eye machine, she gets involved in an accident with pirates and ends up serving as a crew member on an excavation company spaceship. Idle Time Prepara from Tatsunoko Productions. The story focuses on Yui, a girl who lives in the town of Paparajuku, and who dreams of being an idol, and even if she realizes that being an idol is next to impossible for her. Her friends often remark on how much she dreams about it, but then the Prepara Idol theme park opens in her town, and that an idol named Lala is coming to town from Parajuku, which only makes Yui dream, Yui's dream even bigger. The new Prepara theme park has been updated with new concept, however, due to a system error, Lala is no longer able to Prepara change. So it's like, idols cross magical girls? It sounds like Kabukibu from Studio Dean. The studio or the series revolves around Kurago Kurusu, a high school student who loves Kabuki so much that it's annoying. Kurago yearns to perform Kabuki as part of a club at his school, but currently at his school, do, but currently his school doesn't have a Kabuki club. So Kurago sets off to create a Kabuki club, and his first word of business is to gather members. Kyokai no Rene Three, third season of that from Brainspace. Natsume. Yujincho Roko from Studio Shock or Studio Shuka, sixth season of that. That's a lot of seasons. Oshitsu Kyoshi Haine from Bridge, accepting the post of royal tutor at the court of the king of Granzreik, Haine Wittgenstein is a little professor with a big job ahead. Each of the kingdom's four princes have a, has a rather distinct personality. Does their diminutive new instructor have what it takes to lay down some learning? It's a comedy of educational proportions. Re-creators from Troika. Humans have created many stories. Joy, sadness, anger, deep emotion. Stories shake our emotions and fascinate us. However, there are only the thoughts of bystanders. But what if the characters in the stories had intentions? To them, are we godlike existences for bringing their story into the world? Our world has changed. Mate out punishment upon the realm of the gods and re-creators, everyone becomes a creator. That all sound like nonsense. Rene Bokun from EMT Squared. The story begins when Guri, an angel with a mysterious item which turns any two people who kiss into a couple, appears before a high school boy named Seiji Aino. 
However, there is a yandere high school girl named Akane who loves Seiji. Oh, gosh. Rilu, Rilu, Fair Rilu, Maho no Kagami from Studio Dean, second season of that. Thankfully, I didn't have to read the description for that. Uh, Roko Densashi Matsu Koshi no, or to Kenki Kyoten. In the action fantasy story, Gurren is a part-time teacher at a magic school who is inclined to write self-study on the blackboard and take a nap. One of his students, Sistina, gets angry and challenges him to a duel, and he is easily defeated. However, when a terrible incident threatens the school, Gurren shows intense dedication to protecting his students. Sayanai heroine no Soda Takata from A1 Pictures. Second season of that. Sagarada Reset from David Production, a.k.a. you know the JoJo Studio. <laughs> the novel is set in a town called Sakurada, where almost half the population possess some form of special powers. The story centers on two high school students. Kei Asai has the ability to per- perfectly re- remember anything he sees and hears, while Misora Haruki can turn back or reset time for a maximum of three days. Both students are members of their school's service club, which their town's administration bureau uses to observe people with powers and protect the peace. By using their powers together, Kay can remember things even when time has been reset. They solve cases for the club. Kay learns of the MacGuffin Stone. Wow. Which looks like a worthless black stone, but in reality will turn out to be a stone upon which the existence of Sakurada will hinge on. Sakura Quest from PA Works, which obviously is from PA Works, but I think there's some of the creative team from Shirobako that's on this show, which that's automatically like, hey, you should probably watch this. The story centers on five girls who work in the tourism bureau of their school of their small preven- provincial town. The town revives its micronation tourism program, which or- originated from a nationwide movement during Japan's bubble economy period, and hires the five girls as monarchs, tourism ambassadors. The anime will depict one year in their jobs in the tourism industry and show how they change and grow. Which obviously that does sound very similar to how you know Shirobako was, but just in a different industry. Say Kaisuro Kado from Toei Animation. Toei Animation's original CG animation project. Kojuru Shindo, Cabinet Office Director General for Policy Planning, is at Hanada Airport for a business trip. While the plane is on the runway, a giant structure suddenly appears out of thin air. The plane carrying Shindo and 251 passengers is taking undamaged inside the giant structure. After everyone disembarks, a man who looks like an ordinary human being shows up. He assures those from the plane that they are not in danger. Shindo asks him to identify himself and explain the situation. Then the outside of the structure is displayed on a large screen, and at the same time, every passenger's cell phone starts ringing all at once. On each cell phone screen is a message from this man to every one of Japan's citizens. I, Yahakui Zashunina, hereby notify you that I am going to intervene in Japan's inter- internal affairs. What is this young man's goal, and will Shindo manage to become an intermediary something? We'll never know. Shingeki no Bahamut, Virgin Soul from MAPPA. It's the second season of that. Shingeki no Kyojin 2 from Wit Studio. Second season of that, which, man, I am very curious to see how this show goes. Because if you follow the manga in the four years since the first season of Attack on Titan, you know, there's probably like a half season of good stuff from the manga that they can use for this before it all just turns into hot garbage, which the manga does for a good, like, 30 to 40 chapters. It's like... Let's have all this political intrigue and all that stuff. It's like, no, no one wants this. It's all bad. It's very bad. So, uh, yeah, I just, I wonder what they do with this show. Like, do they, do they just stick with, like, the good stuff from the, the manga and then, like, well, that's it for the anime later and just peace out or, or what? 
it's it's going to be real fascinating to to see as the show goes on. Shumatsu nane shitematsu ka isogashe deska sukete morate ie deska from a satellite. Five hundred years have passed since the humans were extinct extinct at the hands of the fearsome and mysterious beasts. The surviving races now make their homes up in floating islands in the sky, out of reach of all out of all but the most mobile of beasts. Only a small group of young girls, the leprechauns, can wield the ancient weapons to defend off invasions from these creatures. Into the girls' unstable and fleeting lives, where a call to a certain death could come at any moment, enters an unlike unlikely character, a young man who lost everything in his final battle 500 years ago. The last living human awakened from a long icy slumber. Unable to fight any longer, Willem becomes the father that the girls never had, caring for and nurturing them even as he struggles to come to terms with his new life, in which he feels the pain of helplessly wa waiting for his loved ones to return home from battle that his daughter once felt for him so long ago. Together, Willem and the girls gradually come to understand what family means and what is truly worth protecting. Sin Nanatsu no Taizai from TNK in the story, the prideful archangel Lucifer disobeys God and is cast into the lowest level of hell as a fallen angel. On her way to hell, Lucifer happens to meet a high school girl on Earth named Maria who helps her. In hell, Lucifer meets Leviathan and Leviathan explains to Lucifer about the seven deadly sins, the seven demon king rulers of hell. After the seven deadly sins seal Lucifer's power, Lucifer goes on a journey with Maria and Leviathan to defeat them. Alright. <laughs> Star Mew 2 from Sea Station. I'm going to guess it's the second season of that. The Snack World from Oriental Light and Magic. <laughs> the hyper-casual fantasy is set in the Snack World, a seemingly traditional fantasy world, except it has convenience stores, smartphones, and other elements of the modern world. Tomika Hyper Rescue Drive Head Kido Kyoku Kaisetsu from Oriental Light and Magic. The story is set in the future just a little after the present day to respond to disasters beyond human comprehension and the increasing... Complexity of crime and mishaps. The hyper, or the mobile emergency police hyper rescue, an organization organization newly formed by the government primary for lifesaving, developed drive heads that are spe specialized with police firefighting and rescue capabilities. It's a kids show. <laughs> Sugamomo from Zero G. Kazuya Kagami's most treasured possession in the world is the obi left to him by his late mother. The scent of cherry blossoms infused into it and helps him through his day. But he never expected it to save his life, becoming a beautiful kimono-clad girl who calls herself an art artifact spirit. Her name is Kirahi Kiraha Sukomogami of the Sash, who naturally moves in with him as he is her owner. Throw in Chisato, his bespectacled bespec friend. She's got glasses. An overprotective older sister wants to take baths with him. A bussy princess who a seductive sorceress named Ko Kokiora. And Kazuya's life has gotten a lot more interesting. Suki Ga Kirei from Feel. The series focuses on Akane Mizuno and Kotaro Azumi, two third-year middle school students who become classmates for the first time. The series will depict each character's growth and connection to the people around them, such as classmates, clubmates, teachers, and parents. The anime will also center on the youthful adolescent romance of the characters, who are hounded by change and uncertainty as the seasons inevitably pass. Twin Angel Break from, break from J.C. Staff. In the story, two third-year third middle school girls fight evil as twin angels under orders from a hedgehog named Miroko-chan. The girls disagree, but as they work together, little by little, they become friendlier with each other. Uchotan Kazuku 2 from PA Works. Second season of that. Wa-ra-ra... Wa-ra-ra... 
Salesman New. We'll just go with that. Shinne from Shinne Animation. Each episode follows Fukuzo Moguru, a traveling salesman, and his current customer, Moguru, and his current customer. Moguru deals in things that give his characters that their hearts desire, and once his deals are made and their unhealthy desires are satisfied, Moguru's customers are often left with terrible repercussions, especially if they break the rules of his deals. Yu-Gi-Oh! V-Range from Studio Gallup. It's uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and then finally, Zero Kara Hajimeru Maho no Show from White Fox. The Grimrar fantasy series follows a witch named Zero who is ignorant of the world and a half-beast, half-human mercenary who longs to be human. Witches who practice sorcery exist in the world, however, in this era, no one knows how about no one knows how about the art and the study of witchcraft. Zero is going on a journey to search for a magical tome called the Book of Zero that hides the power that can destroy the world. The mercenary travels with her as their guide. And obviously there's some leftovers. We got some TV shorts. Uh, 100% Pascal Sensei. Ani ni Sukuru Kusure wa nai. Bupu na Manichi. Cinderella Girls Gekeju. Kenka Bancho. Otome Girls Beat Boys. Love Kome. We love rice. Makarune Ako no Gundan. Nobunaga no Shinobe. Ise Kanagasaki hen. Panpaka Panso no san. Puri Puri Chichan. Roommate. Sekai no Yame Zukan. Shonen Ashabe Gogo Gomachan 2. Soryo to Majaru. Shikeyoku no Yorane. And World Fool News TV Part 2. And then some movies. Like, there's a CG Resident Evil movie coming out, because, sure. Uh, there's the first of the new free anime movies that they just announced uh, I think a couple weeks back and then other than that not really at least much else that I can recognize uh, OVAs and all that there's a days one uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt will continue on that first episode is very good soundtrack still very good everything else very good very much excited to look forward to that over the next coming months and that's pretty much spring 2017 looks like a quick look at summer 2017 which there's some, there's some weird shows in summer let me just be real with you uh what was i looking for there was a couple of stuff that i i saw that I, oh koito uso i'm pretty much looking forward to that uh i've read the manga of that continually reading that it's a very short form manga so it's like only like a couple pages and you get that each week so but is a is a it's a different premise than what you would expect from most, you know, shoujo manga slash anime and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, like, everything else, there's, like, the new season of New Game and all that sort of stuff and some other stuff, but not a lot of other stuff I recognize, let's just say, in, in summer. So, yeah. Oh, I guess the, uh, the prologue to the, uh, the new season of Carcaptor Sakura will be coming out in summer as an OVA. And then the new Gundam series as well, which is an OVA as well. But that's going to do it for this uh, episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup. I almost said OVA. That's a that's a different podcast. Uh, for more information, check out SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool. That's where you can find this podcast. Uh, the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, which has a lot of good stuff. We've recently done retrospectives on Persona, Danganronpa, Zero Escape, Sailor Moon Games, uh, this coming Saturday, I guess depending on when you listen to this, so it may have already happened, uh, the new episode we were going to be talking about Nintendo's mobile games and whether or not those are good or not. 
And there's some other shows as well, or other episodes as well that you should go check out. They're all up on SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup. That's a good way to get a hold of us. If you need to send out corrections or anything for something I missaid or something on the show that I goofed up on, that's a good way to get a, get a hold of us. Other than that, enjoy your anime for spring. Hopefully you find something good to watch. If you want to comment on it for the next episode, you know, get a hold of us on Twitter or contact us on the website. Until then, uh, we'll see you next summer. Well, this summer, not next summer. For the next episode of your favorite quarterly podcast, the seasonal anime checkup. <laughs>